0: You sound insane. Did you realize that? Oh, yeah. the whole world crazy, It's showtime.
1: So we continue our awards season discussion here. We continue our most anticipated movies of the year discussion here. This week with First Man. This movie is one we've been looking forward to for a while. Here, previewing it talking about the trailers, talking about the production, and uh, it's finally here. We've screened it, and we're ready to review it for you. Hello, I am Kent, your trusted host of Mad About Movies for this evening, and I'm joined by my co-hosts, both of them, Brian and Richard. Hey. What's so up, Hello. Via, live via satellite tonight. We're doing it <laughs> in honor. We're actually in our own little um, space suits we've rented. Mm-hmm. Just to feel part of it tonight. Right. And, uh, what, you guys right. rent I bought mine. Yeah. $30,000. Yeah, no, everyone knows you rent. Come on, Richard. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Gosh. Can I resell <laughs> it? Yeah. On Poshmark? You rent spaces. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. Um, we're very method around here. <laughs> if you're seeking movie news, rumors, rumblings, if you uh, have listened to our show before and you enjoy that, we're doing that this week. We're doing that in the Venom episode. So um, if you're going to listen to that episode, uh, that's where you'll get the movie news, rumors, rumblings. This is going to be all first-man review talk tonight. We're doubling up reviews this week, so we thought we'd uh
0: that time of year the where we with go the movie from, news. Yeah, no movies to review for about two months <laughs> to three movies a
1: week we have yeah, to review. Can't so it's good. possibly keep Thanks. up. Yeah, Right. It's fun. So um, we can talk about a little bit of background of this movie and uh, and just our anticipation on it. Um, Before we get into general thoughts, spoilery stuff, and uh, get fully into into this. Uh, This is one we've been following since pretty much the beginning. I think uh, Damien Chazelle announced this project officially when he was on the press tour for La La Land um, two years ago. And that was uh, something that piqued my interest immediately before seeing La La Land. (laughs) And then after seeing La La Land, it piqued my interest even more. Um, just him doing a space movie interested me because it was, um, subject matter, of course, is unlike anything he's done. And, uh, you know, science fiction is always great, let alone science fact. So, uh, if you can bring any kind of, uh, realism to space, I think that's always awesome too, if, if they go down that road, which they, they definitely did with this. And so uh, my, my interest was pretty much peaked from the the beginning, and then the announcement came that Ryan Gosling was going to be involved and um, Claire Foy along the way and et cetera, et cetera. And uh, nothing really um, stopped my excitement along the way uh, leading up to seeing it in in the screening uh, this past weekend. So mm-hmm. um, what are your guys' background on it? Were you looking forward to it? Was it kind of a, a middling, a, you know, middle of the, the pack one on your radar? Or was it at the top of the list? Um, what about you, Brian?
2: Yeah, it's very high for me. I love the guys. I think I think Gosling is probably my favorite actor at this point. And uh, I mean, if it's not the cup, it's one in one a anyway. right. Uh, and I, I do love mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I do love Damien Chazelle. Uh, we had a listener recently point out that when we reviewed Whiplash a few years ago, we didn't really know how to p- pronounce Chazelle, which is You're funny. Chazelle? Just, I think so. Yeah. So it's been. It's just funny how. Is that um, really? Is yeah. That right? Apparently, in the, in the five. Years, no, Chazelle. I think is right. We, we apparently did not pronounce it correctly when we were talking about Whiplash so many years ago because he was you know brand oh, well, it's new, literally his first movie. So yeah, a break. yeah. It's just I'm just saying it's funny that how how far he has come mm-hmm. uh, oh, yeah. since since that time. It's pretty crazy. Um. Yeah. No. This was this was very very high on my list. I think this was my. Second most anticipated movie of the second half of the year, uh, when I did that list in July or something, right behind Creed, too, behind, which I can't right behind Smallfoot. I mean, well, Smallfoot, I mean, that's if you've read the
1: source material, you knew that was a it, long time I feel coming.
2: like, it, it, Yeah, I felt like my backtack spoke spoke <laughs> volumes, my Smallfoot anticipation, uh, <laughs> the uh, <Back> tat- <laughs> graphic novels, quite that graphic. So good. Um. So, yeah, no, like I was very excited about this. I don't love biopics. And I think when we get into the review here, that is going to be more of my uh, issues with whatever issues that I have with this movie that's incredibly well made. I think a lot of it will kind of come down to there. It just feels like. There's only so much you can do with the biopic at times, but I love Gosling. I love this cast. I, you know, I'm very interested in the space race and Neil Armstrong and, and just basically whatever is going to do for the next 10 years, I expect to be, you know, highly anticipating it because he's, he's such a, a craftsman. And, uh, so yeah, I was very, very excited about this going in and, uh, was, was, I saw this. I literally left the theater for Venom and walked directly across to my theater for First Man. So if ever there has been a time to see First Man, it's der- it's immediately after seeing Venom. Well, like they set just, each
0: other up, and there's a lot of throw. I know they go sh- straight
2: into each other pretty flawlessly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's quite the double feature. So
0: When he gets covered in the symbiote or whatever go, at the end the goo, of First man yeah. man, yeah, you're like, wow, that's crazy. When, when he's on the moon Game and then the,
2: the
1: goo like comes around. <laughs> It's like wow, Perfect. this is really
2: what they're doing with these crossovers are pretty impressive. Corporate synergy is amazing. Yeah, it's, it uh, is. So yeah, I was I was very much looking forward to it, and uh, it it did not disappoint in terms of being like a, a great spectacle of a film, as and in addition to being such a, a strong human interest story. But uh, but that's me, RB. Uh, where'd you come in on this one? Was this a big yeah, anticipation
0: super hot i know it was ken's number 1 anticipated of the year it was up there on mine I, it, it probably would have been higher um just because uh but you know it's weird when we all have the same same okay. uh excited so uh so i i think i, I think stars born was mine right yeah so so uh but this was definitely in my top 3 just i You know, Neil Armstrong is one of those people that you read about, and it's always kind of disappointing because what he did was so important and magnificent. But he also is like just a dude in a lot of ways, a a great man, but someone that is hard to live up to the to the myth. Mm -hmm. And so I'm like, okay, I don't know if I really care about a new especially like I've seen Apollo 13. That's a little more dramatic. Uh, but you know what's Giselle? So like, uh, the, he's going to do something really crazy and different with it. And it's going to be this insane. Um, y- you know, he's now proven he can make a a, a big hit, um, couple big hits. So they're going to give him some budget and we're going to see some really cool stuff that he does. So I was, I was very excited going, going into it. Um, and, and, uh, but yeah, Brian, I, I, the biopic thing is a really good note. And it's, I was trying to put my finger on it and, uh, I'm glad I'm glad you put that because that, that is something that now that I look at it in that context, it, it definitely fits why while, while very highbrow and immaculately made. Uh definitely follows a lot of those beats.
1: Excellent. Well, um let's get into the review portion of uh, of the program here. And uh, I guess we'll save spoilery stuff for a little bit later, but um I don't know how I can spoil this. Um <laughs> Neil Armstrong. <laughs> Supposedly, yeah. went to the moon. Yeah, let's, uh, let's just you know, put that out there first. Let's get that out the way. Stanley Kubrick, we all know, shot the footage and shipped it I over read to that. the government. Great
0: profile and Breitbart about that. If you want to mm-hmm. read?
1: Yeah, <laughs> everybody knows what really happened there. But, um but yeah, uh this was a movie that um I was actually kind of angry at myself watching this movie because I didn't know more about the story. Uh, I was (laughs) floored about how much I learned and how much of this was actually true and how much of, uh, Neil Armstrong, how much of Neil Armstrong's life was, um, circumstantial, how much of him getting on the Apollo 11 mission was circumstantial and, uh, how dramatic the circumstances were. I was completely unaware of, I felt like a really poor American (laughs) for watching this movie and knowing pretty much the only thing I knew was that he was the first guy to walk on the moon, right? I didn't know any of the process of, of any of this. Um, And um, I think that's kind of the story Chazelle wanted to tell here. I think he was really interested in telling the Apollo 11 mission to Mars. I mean, uh, mission to the moon mission to Mars mission to outer space, the whole space exploration story with through the context of one incident through the context or lens or perspective of one person, right? And what better person to choose than Neil Armstrong? And I loved how isolated it felt. Uh, It was all pretty much set in the perspective of uh, Ryan Gosling. And uh, it does shift while he's in space to the perspective of his wife several times. But um, for the most part, this is a a first-person telling uh, or a singular person that we're following throughout the most of the most of this. And um, I loved um, how he was able to span pretty much 10 years and find uh, the, the most important incidents or most important events that led up to um, ultimately the event at the end of the film. And uh, I love the choices there. Um, so I loved what he chose to choose to tell as part of the story, but I love the way he chose to tell it. And that's kind of the, what I was most intrigued by was just the directorial choices made by Chazelle to tell the story, because this could get really history channel biopic mm-hmm. really fast. Um, yeah. It's almost like you hear about this movie and in your head, you already know what it's going to be. Okay. There's going to be control room here. There's going to be a flight launch sequence here. Okay. He's going to get off the, the the ship here, you know, it, it, and though while not in it,
0: uh, Kent uh, he's not in it, but Ed Harris made a nice little, yeah, he rented out he his did. control room set
1: and made a nice control little room consultant. Ed Harris. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> like, yeah. Who do we go to you- that knows control rooms <laughs> pretty much better than anybody? And Ed Harris. <laughs> Just- they just went over to Ed, Ed's house, and, and he... Yeah. I yeah. converted the idea that, Yeah, like, exactly.
2: <laughs> the converted garage is just a warehouse with, like, what kind of set do you need? I have several control rooms. you need 60s? You need
0: 60s?
1: Yeah, I can do 60s. That's easy. That's so sure, good. Sure. You, need, you need one that looks like it's on the moon? I did that in Truman Show. Sounds good. Okay. <laughs> uh, okay. Okay. Well, he yes. like
0: pulls out a briefcase uh, with like uh, yeah. <laughs> pulls out a, yeah, he pulls out a briefcase with like 80 different headsets in it. He's like, <laughs> "I like this one. Um but really it's whatever look you're going for. Uh I can yeah, oh the the McCarthy's a great headset. That's nice. Good choice."
1: I I was just f- pretty much floored by the life of Neil Armstrong, how much of a bad A he was <laughs> and how much of and you know, his life he put at risk for this mission. I'm just blown away by the technology being the way it was back then and no one really knowing what they're doing at all at any level <laughs> with yeah. any of this. And him just being like, yeah, I'll strap <laughs> I'll I'll ride that rocket up there and sure. and try <laughs> out the you know zero gravity for the first time or whatever. Or yeah, I'll I'll fly this moon or lander. Uh, This lunar lander that's got four legs that's never been driven. It's pretty much powered by like kerosene gas tanks. Yeah, I'm good with that. And just all this stuff that he could easily have died 50 times. And they almost show it in the movie that amount of times. But I was just blown away by the actual um, risk factor and the realism of the impossibility of, yeah, we're going to freaking shoot someone to the moon. And uh, yeah. that was mind blowing. And I want to talk a lot, a lot more detail about specific parts of that, but uh, <laughs> just Damon Chazelle is, is um, I don't know if anyone new up and comer can really move a camera like he can do it and can block a scene like he can do it. It's really, yeah. really impressive. His um, foresight, his storyboarding, his attention to detail, on uh thinking ahead and um while he still does have that um spontaneity to it, like the improvisation feel, you can tell it's all um meticulously uh planned out, which I really like. Mm-hmm. So um I was really impressed with this and uh I do have issues with it, but overall I was uh I was I was very, very impressed. Um mm-hmm. so let's go to general thoughts for you, uh Brage.
2: Yeah, I think you you hit on a lot of the stuff that that stood out to me. The history from the history element, the most interesting thing to me is like we do kind of now being born in the 80s and and we kind of it's like we kind of brush over the insanity of what all of this was, you know? And Apollo 13 is I'm sure there have been other movies that have that have uh, kind of gone into this, but this is that's the the big one, it's the one that comes to mind. By the time you get to Apollo thirteen obviously like things go wrong, and that's a big part of you know the entire plot of that movie. but you get the sense that there is or at least you you are led to believe that like well this is space travel the normal thing we do now and we just go to the moon it's not that big of a deal um you know there are scenes in which that is not so true for Apollo thirteen but for this, it really puts you in the moment of like. Right. Like no one has done this before and we are, I mean, these people are crazy basically. Right. Like they're, they're just yep. kind of what you said. We can't, like, yeah, exactly. They're it's, like it's, evil Knievel times 50. Yeah. Like it's I mean, unbelievable. Stuff like is insane. The, the opening yeah. s-
1: sequence of the film is, is him flying a jet, basically a jet, like a, a plane mm-hmm. to the outer edge of the atmosphere. And he goes to space in the jet and like, no one's ever done that before. and, they're like, what's going right. on, Neil? What's going on? And he's like, I think <laughs> yeah. I'm bouncing yeah. off the atmosphere or <laughs> something. And they're <laughs> like, uh, okay, just try to get back down now. And he's right. like, okay. <laughs> right. I'll try. Good luck. It's and just, then he's just it's, crashing it's down just to so Earth. Funny. Earth. Yeah.
2: It's a oh that's just the it's opening. Inc- yeah. It's just incredible. And he's kind of I you know, I love the space race. I feel like I, I've I've read a lot of space race stuff and it's of great interest to me. But it, again, like in, in my own brain, I just there i don't know that i have ever processed how insane it is what these people did um going up and doing that and that's a i don't know if that's the point of this movie by any means but it certainly is a is a solid b story and really kind of brought that home in a way that that previously i don't i don't think it quite really registered with me of how insane this is and and you see that go you see that through the lens of uh neil of ryan gosling and neil armstrong's you know, emotions and how he's dealing with this, which is not always that great. And then you're like, yeah, obviously, obviously he's not handling this great. Yeah, this is, this is insane. But, uh, dude, yeah, that's, that stuff was very interesting to me. I thought the gauze was great. And, uh, in a very, this is a very detached movie and I have maybe some, there's parts in which I feel like that did not necessarily serve the movie all that well. But, uh, Gosling is very good at at doing that, and so I think he's obviously I think he's the perfect guy to play this role. But you just kind of get this the sense of uh, his like presence on screen is vital to the success of of this movie, and and I think he pulled that off very well. The visuals are stunning. It is a technically proficient, perfect kind of movie, and um, one that I think people. I was talking to some friends and a text thread about it afterwards. And, um, as you know, I, I would think that typically like a biopic is the kind of movie that you're like, I'll see it in theaters if I have time. But if not, I'm sure I can catch it on HBO or something. It'll be fine. And I, I stressed deeply to them, like, Hey, this is like a, you need to see it in a theater kind of movie because it's, I think you're going to miss something on DVD or TV or whatever. Cause it's the, just the scale and the scope of the rocket and the, uh, you know, the the earth coming around the horizon and all that sort of stuff is is unreal and you just kind of have to see it see it on the biggest screen that you can find um, you know, there were some, it, it's a weird I'm excited to hear your thoughts, Richard. Richard and I talked just a tiny bit about it yesterday um, and kind of feel similar, but just, so I don't want to take all, all that stuff, Richard, but it, there's some, there's a, a bit of coldness to the movie as a whole and that left me feeling i expected to come out of first man saying this is one of my top three movies of the year and should win best picture and all that sort of stuff and instead i kind of came out saying it's more like a top 10 movie of the year which is still obviously a huge accomplishment but i don't know how many times it it left a little bit of something wanting for me in terms of do i want to go back and watch this again and again and again and i'm not i don't think i'm i'm there with this one but uh but it is an incredible technical achievement if if nothing else but uh but uh but Arby, what do you what do you got on this
0: yeah i mean very similar it was something i was super and i think that's part of the it's a it's a victim of that a, a lot because i think we expect giselle to be someone that makes the best movie of every year and this sort of I don't know, subject matter is the right word, but the kind of scale that this is made at, you expect, okay, this is going to be one of the, not only the maybe the best movie this year, uh, but one of the seven movies you think of when you think of this decade, you know, and then I was sitting there and about an hour and a half through it, and I'm like, this is great, I mean, this is so well acted, um, and the visuals are fantastic, and it's such a great, important story, why am I bored? This is weird. I'm like, I kept finding myself being bored for 10 minute stretches. Um, and, and I knew a lot of this story. I wrote a you know, classic, I wrote a paper on Neil Armstrong or something in middle school. So there was some of it I knew, um, and remembered and, uh, had done like, you know, like you, Brian, I read a lot about, this. so I, I did lo- still learn some stuff. My point being, I still learned a lot at doing this, uh, watching this because it's, uh, it's, um, certainly, very detailed in that front, and there's some real thrills in it that are that are beyond what a normal biopic has. But I think it does suffer, and I'm so glad you sort of crystallized that, Brian. Is that it does suffer from a few notes of of biopickiness that kind of just are a drag? Like I'm just like I just am over this. And the the fact is, real life is often boring, and that doesn't mean it's not a story worth telling, or it's not made super well, or it's not honorable for the fact that they didn't gin it up. Um, but for a viewing experience, I was, I was, I kind of left. While a, a, a good movie, and I'm going to get a very good grade, I, you know, I was very, I was kind of disappointed walking out because I, and that's my fault, not the movie's fault. But, but I can't, I can't help but include that in my review if I'm being honest.
1: Absolutely, I would only hope you would be honest. Um, in terms of the biopicy, um, parts of his life that I picked up on that I didn't know about before was the death of his daughter. I had no idea about that. I felt like yeah. that was a very necessary inclusion in the story. Uh, it, it affected a lot of, you could tell his perspective of things and um, how he kind of went about it, but they didn't really go too hard into that. Um Maybe the stuff with his wife and her dealing with being just Neil Armstrong's wife maybe was a little bit uh, – could have been a little bit less of that. Um, but just in terms of the cold feeling that you get, I totally agree with you that it, it had that feeling. It just, The movie does not put Neil Armstrong on any kind of pedestal yeah. or make him look like this American hero or make – Any of this seemed like this huge event other than, you know, they have like, I don't know, a quote that says half half a billion people watch it on TV or whatever it was. But you really do get the sense. And I 100% think this was Chazelle's intention with this movie was that Neil Armstrong was just a dude who got to do a thing. And the thing was really spectacular and everybody... This guy's been worshipped f- since then, but at the end of the day, he was just a guy that did a mission on a thing. And, and it, it <laughs> seems like mm-hmm. so much more matter-of-fact and less cinematic. Like He almost tried to dumb this down, like take the whole mystique of space away and put boil this thing down to just the brass tacks of the facts of the mission and the aviational achievement of what it was. And mm-hmm. you know, it's got a lot less Apollo thirteen y kind of moments of the music swells yeah. and the big launch and the whole epic nature of the thing. And I really appreciated that about it. And it didn't yep. take its it didn't make itself a we're America and we're awesome and yeah. look what we did and F you guys F the space race. And, and, you know, they, they mentioned that space race a little bit just, just in terms of that was kind of the motivation for them to get going in a lot of this stuff, but it wasn't political. I mean, there is, there's um controversy right now about uh. the way that they handle the flag and everything. And they do show the flag in the movie. So I don't understand why, there's no. a debate, but the debate was because there wasn't this big moment where he walks off the walks off the uh, lunar lander and plants the flag, you know, and has this salutes the flag and this this big thing. Um, that's because he wanted to, to this to be more than just about the iconic moments of what people remember and more about yeah. This guy's he life, did wear a MAGA hat in space. Suit, he did. <laughs> that was a little was a little insensitive, but um, we understand. <laughs> We'll look back and totally understand that, you know, <laughs> like it won't look back and in, in hindsight and say that that was an mm-hmm. awful choice or anything. <laughs> um, I no,
0: Ken, I think that uh, I just want to put a note on that. Cause I think you're absolutely right. And I think there are things in this movie that I have, uh, quarrels with that are definitely purposeful. Um, and, 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 uh, and, I I totally support that. My disappointment would be, I agree with that. I think that's a really cool story to tell that Neil Armstrong was just a man who did a thing. And I think that's, um, cool and and interesting and a definitely a great way to go about it. But it's like, I'm watching it going, why does this have to be Damien Chazelle? Like, I wish he was used for huge (laughs) stories you know, it's like, I wish someone else could make Neil Armstrong as a
1: normal guy movie.
0: Not like I want Louis Ledier to make it, but someone (laughs) met, but I think where, (laughs) where you do
1: get him is in the big moments is where that's where Chazelle is. takes a different approach than anybody else would. For example, uh, the scene where, and I'm not sure if it's the, I'm not sure if it's the final launch sequence or what, I think it's the second to last like Gemini mission, uh, that they do before the Apollo 11 mission where they're spinning around the atmosphere, right? They're spinning and they're spinning and they're spinning spinning and spinning and spinning And the camera really never leaves the perspective of the pod the entire time, right? He realizes the impact of us being in the shoes of Ryan Gosling during these missions, right? There's not one – it doesn't pull a gravity where even though you're in the perspective of the person or um, like you would see in a typical um, space film where – something would be happening in the cockpit and then you would cut to the outside of the ship and you would show the perspective of that, right? To give a context. Like if this, for example, if the ship was spinning, you would see it in the cockpit and then it would cut away and you would see a ship spinning through space, right? It never once does that in here. And it and it does, it's so effective in like the disorientation and just the entire what the heck is going on and just how much of a bad hey Neil Armstrong was in those moments mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. like this ship is going is spinning around like what i don't even i think they actually say in the movie how how much time it was spinning like 10 times a second or something it was spinning around and he's just like i think uh i think we're spinning up here (laughs) something's going on yeah and that's all he's saying and you're looking at what's happening and nasa's like well try and fix it nail and that's it's just amazing like comparing like what he actually was going through to what is in recorded history of like the what the tapes say is 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 amazing too. And I think Damien was uh was trying to let us appreciate more maybe that this guy sacrificed. Because we do take that for granted. Like oh yeah, man, right. yeah this guy yeah. Oh, what oh big deal he jumped in a rocket and he walked off a ship and he gets to be the the uh the uh I don't know number one star of a history book forever um but no this this is was a was a legitimate accomplishment and but just to that point um I do think he makes a difference i don 't think every director would shoot that sequence that that way, and especially the final sequence oh, he definitely the, does, yeah. the, the 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 climactic landing on the moon sequence the way he went mm-hmm. about that i thought was was Incredible. fantastic as well and um I expected the beats of the story to be cliche. I expected it to be what I expected on, Oh, he gets picked for the mission. Oh, his wife is upset about it. It has to deal with the the kids and the whole thing. And, you know, I was like, I bet there's going to be a scene with like a barbecue and they're all talking and they're outside looking at the moon. And sure enough, in the movie, there's a scene where they have a barbecue and they're all outside talking and they're looking at the moon. Um, And so it's going to have those moments, but like I said, the five big, big moments I thought were, were all a pluses. And, um, and so that's, that's what I'll remember. That's what I'm going to remember is just spinning Mm. in a, in a freaking pod for nine minutes straight or whatever it was. That's what I'm going to, when I think of this movie, that's what I'm going to think of is, is those claustrophobic moments in the cockpit and, uh, and less about um, the one small step for man moment. Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> that's uh, yeah. that, that's basically it. And and I think the uh, the the I wrote it down here. The multi-axis trainer, right? The first kind of thing he he goes on and that makes him pass out a, yeah. at NASA. Um, that's pretty amazing. I wonder if they do. You guys know um, the process behind this? I'm going to do some more research, but just the process behind finding all this old technology and reusing it for this movie. Surely that's not like the original multi-axis. Train. Yeah. I know it's the original I, control room for that. Cause that's mm-hmm. still at Houston is the, uh, you know, Paul Levin control room. So I know they were able to do that, but just the, the attention to detail on all of that was just so yeah. fascinating to me. The, the eye candy of all the authenticity of all the spacesuits and all the equipment and all the rockets and all of that being historically accurate was awesome.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. The great, great details and touches and, um, and very done very subtly too. Um, there's no, I don't know, there's no, th- I that's where I see the Chazelle influence as much as the, the bigger, I don't know, set pieces or whatever is just the, the subtlety of his camera and the way that we set up certain scenes and settings and, and kind of sin. I don't know, get the, the attitudes across of the people, of the characters across to the audience. For example, like there's multiple times where, uh, the camera shifts up and you get a, you get a look at the moon. And I feel like 95% of the time, I, as the audience, would just be like, oh, my gosh, we get it. He's going to the moon. I, I mm. understand. Like, you don't have mm. to keep telling me that. Um, But every single time I was like, oh, dude, there's the moon. Like, he's legit. Like, he's just, you know, he's locked in on this moon. He's this is his thing. This is the, what he's driving towards. And it's it worked really well and that stuff. I think the maybe the best. I don't know. You you touched on a lot there. Can't the, the I, that I, I just wanted to interject the. I think maybe the best part of what makes this a good movie and part of what the like the controversy with the flag and all that has always frustrated me from the for the last like two months when we've been dealing with this. And I think what we're kind of getting at is that this movie and and again is part of why it, it why it works and also part of where it, it does kind of leave you a little colder, is it's much more of a it's a micro story, not a macro story. And that's yes. where I think that's something that that chazelle does very well is tell um smaller stories in the midst of bigger settings um that we've seen in the in the three movies that he has done to this point and that that to me was always the argument against why well why can't he plant the flag and have this huge dramatic patriotic moment and it's like well, be we, and then uh, you know the first thing is hey watch the movie first and then complain about it but the second thing is Because that was way more fitting to like have the close up of his face and this crazy thing that he's about to do. Stepping out onto the moon is much more fitting to this story than, you know, some big flag planting moment and Mm -hmm. and all that sort of stuff. But that's that was the stuff that got me uh, interested and invested in this movie. But again, that is also because it is so focused on. The character, while simultaneously being so detached, um, is is part of what I think kind of leaves you in a spot where you're just like it was. It was really, really good. It's it's hard for me to say that I loved this movie, even though it is a incredibly well made, almost a perfect technical movie. It's just it doesn't it doesn't have um, the kind of like emotional pull, and 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 I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. It's just not. Um, it's not what I expected to be honest. That was a, I expected to be a little more emotionally invested in these characters more so than like, I don't know, historically invested, I guess is where I would, the way I would go with it. But, um, yeah, but that's, but that's, you know, I think that was purposeful and it's the structure of, of the film and I, I and it's hard to argue against it. It's just not what it kind of felt like it felt like David Fincher doing a Christopher Nolan movie in some places, just thematically and tonally and stuff. And that's fun. Like I have no problem with his way up my alley.
0: See, I'm the non-emotional guy <laughs> right. and I was still wanting that. That's how I know you're right, Brian. Yeah, no.
1: man. Cause I thought about that during this and I thought about interstellar while I was watching this. And I was like, man, I am enjoying this so much more than interstellar right now. I was just like, I was just done with like the philosophical, like science fiction y aspect of some the way some of those movies go. And the fact that this one was just like like I said, it felt militaristic. It felt like they were inventing a I don't know, like they were under a deadline to invent something. (laughs) And that was the movie. It's like, well um and and it had this inevitable fate kind of feeling to it too. Did you not feel that with Ryan Gosling Mm -hmm. and Neil Armstrong? Just the fact that the history made that happen. History made Neil Armstrong be on the the first man on the moon. And there are so many moments and even the opening sequence, like I said, with the plane and him with the jet and all that. And he kind of just like when he's about to crash or whatever, just kind of closes his eyes, you know, and it's like awaiting death and there are several moments in the movie where he's just kind of like, well, this is probably it. Oh, well. And he survives, and he just kind of doesn't know why he mm-hmm. did. And everybody around him is dying as well. And he keeps pitting like, okay, Neil, we want you to command this mission. He's like, okay, I guess. And and then, um, you know, Gus Grissom, the whole Gemini thing happens or um, right before Apollo 11, and he gets thrust into that. It's just – it just felt like he had no. He was out of control of this entire situation the whole time. That, that mm-hmm. was, he's just along for the ride, kind of the thing. He's like, I'm just doing he, my best, but I don't know if I'm <laughs> the right man for the job. But if you want me to, I will do it. It was, it, I, I n- at no point felt like he was the most qualified person on earth to do this. He was just the kind yeah. of the guy that was, to- they was told, "You're doing it, man." He's like, okay.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's like a different kind of. Uh, almost said hero. That's not quite the right word, but certainly protagonist than what we typically get. We 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 kind of are used to the I don't know, like the gung ho hero of like, I'm going to do it. I'm I'm the guy for the job. Let's go get it right, done." And then yeah. we and then we the have reluctant one, yeah. right? And then we have a lot of like anti heroes. We don't have a ton of reluctant heroes, or you know, the, if you want to, I, I, like In real this, life either, <laughs> right? Exactly. But like this this version of His version of patriotism is is less, uh, you know, flag wavy and more like, well, I I guess if you're if I'm the guy that has to do this, then I'm the guy. And that's there's something very beautiful about that of the willingness to step up and do something that um, is going to bring you great uh, adoration if you get it right. And will certainly bring you posthumous adoration if you get it wrong, but is not what you're necessarily looking for in life. And that's, there's something, there's something pretty great about that. And I think that's a very, uh, I think that's a pretty, pretty solid depiction of, of Armstrong and his uh, sort of attitudes towards the whole thing.
1: Yeah. A couple of, uh, or one other note on just a directorial choice was the cartoon that they showed uh, the NASA cartoon is probably a real NASA cartoon that they showed on. Here's our mission. We're going to do this and go to, let's meet with the Gemini and it's going to go land on the moon. You know, at the beginning of the movie, it was mm. really, really effective. in just telling us st- what we're about to see for the next uh so ever so often without a lot of exposition. So I appreciated that. Um The Apollo interview process, too. Very fascinating. I would like to see more of that. Just the whole process of how they pick who does what mission and the psychological evaluation that they have to go through. And, um, the, not to mention the physical evaluation that they go through. That's just the, the entire training of it all is amazing. Uh, they didn't really get into that much in this, but, um, the, the rehearsal of walking on the moon and walking off the ship and just how detailed they have to be. And almost every level was, uh, was, um, skimmed over a little bit, but this was already a two and a half hour movie. I think so. It probably would have been a lot longer if, uh, if they went in <clears> every detail. Can't do everything, but I I felt like the notes they hit were the right notes. And mm-hmm. um, apparently, Josh Singer spent four years researching and working on this screenplay. Wow. Um, I don't know if it's the best screenplay of the year. I don't think it is. It didn't yeah, stick out to me that probably way. Probably
0: my biggest issue with it was the screenplay. Not that it was not good. It's just not up to the yeah. direction.
1: I don't think. Why? Well, I, I mean. It's tough, man. It, it, this reminds me a lot of the Steve Jobs movie, speaking of David Fincher and all that, and Danny Boyle ended up, ended up happening with that, um, uh, the Aaron Sorkin Steve Jobs yeah. movie. And it, tr- you know, it tries to take a, an isolated part of somebody's life and talk right. about the macro and reflect of the macro. Uh, I think this did a way better job of that than that did in terms yeah. of telling the whole story. But for sure. um, this was definitely a different way to tell a story. So I appreciated that for, I appreciated first man for not going about it in the most typical way. And listen, Damien Chazelle is a, is a new director and what we've, this is his third film. The first one was <laughs> a jazz movie. The second one was a, <laughs> was a blatant musical. And then this, so <laughs> this jury's still out on kind of what he's going to settle into. If, if at yeah. all anything, the next one he does, I mean, um, he wrote the announced Ten Cloverfield Lane uh, movie. He yeah. writes movies. He writes horror movies. I mean, this is guy he, he's pretty versatile. So I don't know if he's announced what he's doing next, but it wouldn't surprise me if it's something vastly different than this.
2: So, yeah, he um, he has that Apple TV series. Yeah, oh, for,
1: for for uh um exclusive for that like a limited series right. or something. Right. Yeah.
2: yeah. He doesn't have at, at current. He does not have another film on his imdb or whatever so that's he he seems to be the type of guy that's focused on one thing at a time so uh, maybe we see i think he's doing the first i re, if i remember correctly he, he's doing the first two episodes of that apple show so maybe directing yeah. that, him and that's like Fincher with yeah. House of Cards. Yeah, yeah yeah exactly one maybe once that's canned then we get um news of of whatever he's going to do I think case it up- or ryan gosling are up to next yeah his music i think
0: there. he w- he will at some point do a blockbuster right i think his sensibilities could go there and uh and i think there will be a franchise that at some point man like ryan coogler it'll have to be a perfect fit like like black panther was for ryan coogler to his sort of sensibility but i think that will come along at some point and i think he'll he 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 will do it if i was he's not
1: that yeah (laughs) if i was uh Kathy Kennedy, I'd be calling him every day for Star Wars, yeah. man. Every freaking yeah. day, I'd call him, and be like, "So, you wanna wanna do a Star Wars, right, <laughs> Oh man, uh, yeah i I got high hopes for him. This is this does nothing to d- detract me from saying he's the best um, young director in Hollywood. I think he's got chops. Oh, I think uh, he's got for sure. super versatile and um, pulls great things out of his actors. I thought Claire Foy was really good in this too. She is um, having quite the year and it's not over yet. And um, I thought the, uh, like, like I said, the supporting
2: roles Sporting were good. So good. What's his name Gosh. from Almost
1: Famous was really good. Yeah. But before Patrick um,
2: Fugit, Patrick Fugit yeah.
1: um, before he, um, so tragically is one of the, um, one of the, one of the sacrificial <laughs> uh, people that had to in man this just shed light on that too on just how many people had to die for this thing to work yeah. like for you know how i how think it happens
0: with d- our media now like hey we want to go to like i feel like we want to go to mars now but if like one person dies we'll cancel everything yeah, just yeah. because we know
2: everything mm-hmm. but back yeah.
0: then back then you just didn't really know so mm-hmm.
2: yeah no i totally agree it, it, that cast is awesome and I, gosh i love when a I i love when a director even for a movie that's that's not an ensemble at all, that this isn't. I mean, this is the Gosling movie, and that's it. Mm-hmm. But um, you go and you get Jason Clark and Corey Stoll and yeah. Seren Hines and and my dude Kyle Chandler, who was great. Gosh, he's just got so much. He's got so much pull when he's on screen. He's, I don't know. He, he's he so good at conveying movies, so much emotion. Better than oh, he looks yeah. like
1: he's from. He looks like yeah. he would be in with John Wayne and Gregory Peck in a movie and yeah. like just fine. Yeah, totally. So does, so does Corey Stoll. A yeah, way. yeah. that totally. yeah. Corey Stoll did it. I was wondering what they were going to do about Buzz Aldrin in this movie, and I think they did the perfect thing on just kind of
2: <laughs> he's kind of making that a <laughs> he's like a, a
1: douche <laughs> and like really only in it to for the fame and all that. And yeah, and that that Corey Stoll did that. Pretty well, with
2: very subtly, and I like that. Mm. I like that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, this movie's go. like Michael Stuhlbarg away from being like the perfect supporting cast, you know. Just <laughs> if he had been Cooper or whatever his great name was, on, the guy that you know? was the third <laughs> yeah, guy, yeah, uh, would have been, been great. Um, Swap him in for Shay, so I don't have to punch anybody. Shea Wiggum's face just makes me want to. <laughs> Up there, and start throwing. But, uh, what are you gonna do? Well, yeah, I, it was fun seeing Ethan Embry, and I thought Pablo Schreiber was Noah Wiley at first because you couldn't really see his face too well. I was like, oh, we getting a little little noisance here. He's he's rolling, but that's mm-hmm. you know, Pablo Schreiber. So what are you gonna do? Yeah, <laughs> great cast, great cast.
1: Yeah, I thought the um, just on in terms of the realism, the sequence with the speaker. And then turning off the speaker for her while she was listening to the mission, oh, oh, right? That gosh. was that was heartbreaking.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: And you know that probably happened multiple times. And also the sequence um towards the end where she makes Neil tell the kids that he's taking the Apollo mission and that he's doing mm-hmm. it. And she's like, mm-hmm. No, you're gonna be the ones to tell him because you're not you're the one who's not gonna be coming back. I was like, Wow. That that conversation and the kids didn't really understand it, you know, cause they were kind of too young and they're a little bit naive about it. Um, was, it was emotional for kind of the, a weird way and, and for the weird, a weird reason. Um, mm-hmm. it was, like I said, I didn't know much about the story at all. So it was very informative from, from that perspective. Okay. Let's talk about the final scene, which is the, uh, landing on the moon. I didn't know as rough of a ride as it was and him having to fly the freaking lander down there like that and almost landing on rocks and dying immediately, but him able being able to maneuver it into onto a flatbed of uh, moon rock was um pretty amazing sequence. Mm-hmm. And I thought one of the great choices of the film, too, was instead of having this giant Steven Spielberg E.T., music swell at that moment where he walks off the ship, the sound completely cuts out to the vastness of space. And it's just completely silent. And all you hear is his breathing as he like, walk off the ship and like looks around at the moon for the first time. Gosh. And it really like, you feel like at the audience, you're like, wow, we're doing this for the first time. Like this is, you You, f- you feel as if like that was taped on those days. And we're just now seeing the tapes from the moon landing, like his perspective, like, I don't think that it has ever been shown like that before or visualized like that before. I don't know. It just felt like a VR experience almost of like, wow, we're walking on the moon, right? Just mm-hmm. how
2: mm-hmm. how he
1: brought that to life and how real it felt. It was it was great. And um I was not let down by that. And then the emotional moment, you know, the moment where they ask Buzz well, he says he's taking his wife's jewelry up there and then like, Neil, are you <laughs> going to take any jewelry up there? I was like, Oh, I know where this is going. And that was eye mm. And then when it went there and that last scene, it was a little bit, eye really, but still effective. very Spielbergy, very kind of yeah. cheesy. Um, I don't know if that really happened. If it really happened, I feel like the biggest a-hole right now, if that really happened, <laughs> but if he just did that for cinematic purposes with the bracelet and everything, then fine. But that, that was maybe my one little cringe of the movie. It's like, oh, wow, but, but yeah. Well, how did you guys uh, react to that final sequence? Did it work?
2: Yeah. And he the, still says
1: the line. He says the one small step for man. So they don't mm, lead that out either.
2: But. Right. No, the landing was incredible. I didn't uh, know we landed.
0: I, I, that part I didn't finish. When I Yeah.
2: Really oh, we before. should have said spoiler alert. That's tough. Yeah. That's tough. You're um, <laughs> we'll walk out. classic Richard walkout.
1: <laughs> it's 40 minutes i get it i get it i, know. I, know
2: I thought it was apollo 13 the whole time i was like yeah they crash landed that's so funny yeah um no i i the the landing was was outstanding it was that's the peak of the movie very powerful and the, the silence and you get the tension and and then the the tension break after that and, it, and it's kind of funny seeing uh that's an interesting character contrast when you've got the close in on on uh, neil armstrong and he's like he's it's a sense of relief and just and also i feel like you could take a sense of just like i'm thank god this is over and i can just go home now and just be on earth but and then buzz is over there doing freaking moon jumps and stuff which is hilarious it was it was it worked very well for me And and i would say that's such a tense strong Uh, 10 minutes really that I, I I don't know. I feel like it deserved a, I feel like I can give them a break for going a little, uh, a little cheesy, a little hard on the, you know, kind of play emotions with the, with the bracelet and everything. Uh, but it didn't, it didn't make me roll my eyes, but it certainly wasn't as strong as maybe we, you know, people, maybe we thought it was going to be on the page. That makes sense.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, I maybe if they didn't have the line of, are you going to bring any jewelry up there, Neil? Yeah, that got uh, me know. too. And I was like, I knew exactly where they were going with it. And I was just waiting for it. But, um, but yeah, I thought it was, I thought the visuals of the moon were breathtaking. I thought the space helmets on the moon, like the gold reflective space helmet and having the camera look directly at it, but still not seeing like the reflection of the camera in the reflection of the helmet. I love that trick for some reason, right? Well, it fools your eye where you don't see the reflection of the, you know, the lens. I just love that um, easy little CG effect and um, it it worked really well. And man, I was, I was pretty floored by a lot of the the spectacle of this. Um, Can't say so much about the um, dialogue sequence. I don't remember much dialogue at all. In fact, and just the family life stuff was a little heavy handed at times, but Mm -hmm. again, at times it worked very, very well. And that's that's maybe my only uh, thoughts on that. But um, but yeah, I'm ready to about about ready to hit grade on this. What any other closing
2: thoughts you guys have on um,
1: on first man?
2: I was just gonna interject so as far as leaving the bracelet and stuff on the moon. That is a no one. It's basically no one knows for sure. It is a kind of a family theory that he. Mm-hmm may have left something on the moon for her in her memory or whatever. Cause that's, I guess that that is something that astronauts did um, frequently when they were, I say frequently, there's like 20 people that ever did this, but you know what I mean? That that was the, that was the thing that astronauts did and that he never talked about it and no one knows for sure, but, but they all tend to believe that that's what happened. So There's that. I don't know that it was a bracelet with her name on it and all that sort of stuff, but that is that is the kind of familial theory anyway. I thought the
1: the attention they paid to the Gemini missions was was good too, and Mm -hmm. it was a necessary part of the story and definitely paid respect to the lives of the men that were actually in those missions and did that and makes them a part of this story as well and not just about Neil Armstrong. So I appreciated that uh part two. Like like uh Damien wanted to tell everybody's story while at the same time telling only Neil's story, which I think he really accomplished uh very sure. well. So um yeah, I think let's grade this one out. I'll probably grade this one out at a solid A. Um met all my expectations. Could have been great, uh, but it was very, very good. So I'll just give it a solid A. What about you guys? <laughs>
2: Yeah, it's an A for me as well, and uh, that's great. Like, it's great to make A movies. I I really wish that I could give it an A plus because I expected to going in, and, and I'm very interested to see what this turns into as far as uh, awards contention and stuff like. That. Not that all that matters all that much, but um, it. I think it's a harder movie to to uh, grade as far as like well, what where will it stand with the best of the best of the year. Um, than I than I expected it would going in. So it's weird for an A to be a slight disappointment, but um, it's it's still it's still an incredible accomplishment. And, a, and again, it's just such a technically beautiful film and one that you you, you need to see uh, on a theater on a big theater screen. Not wait until it's uh whatever on tv or something. I watched it on my something. Apple
0: a lot, but whatever. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go A as well. Triple A.
2: Triple A word. Okay, that's cool. weird. We're so critical usually. I, I can't believe we all gave it an A. That's odd. Yeah, hmm.
1: it is, I, right? That is interesting. On on, I didn't think of it in the awards uh, context of where where it ultimately wound up. This is going to be a weird year. I have a feeling. Yeah, it's going to yeah. be a non-predictable year, uh, unless November December gets here and we're just like, "Yep, that's the one.
2: Mm-hmm. That's going to yeah. be the
1: one." Yeah, uh, Mortal in- Instruments
2: or whatever. Engines, yeah. Engines, yeah.
1: Bumblebee. <laughs> right. Um, okay. Uh, all right. Thanks for listening to this <laughs> review of First Man. If you want more from us this week on the main feed, check out the Venom talk. And uh, check out the VIP feed as well. We talked Rushmore there, Wes Anderson's Rushmore, a few days ago. More good stuff coming to that feed uh, in the next coming days. So check that out on our website, madaboutmoviespodcast.com. Thanks for joining us, and uh, till next time, see you at the cinema. Goodbye.
0: Goodbye. Hey baby, I hear the blues are calling. Tossed salads and scrambled eggs, and maybe I seem a bit confused. Yeah, maybe, but I got you pegged. Ha, 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 ha. But I don't know what to do with those tossed
1: salads and scrambled eggs. Scrambled eggs all over my face.
0: They're making me yaaaa. Your salads and scrambled eggs. They're calling again.